This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Mental health is a key component of overall health and well-being. People with mental illnesses are more likely to develop physical illnesses. In Australia, people can access a range of mental health services, but it's important to identify the signs of mental health issues and seek help. Each year, one in five Australians experience mental health issues, and it's estimated that 45% of all Australians may experience a mental illness at some point in their lives. Psychologist and professor of psychology at Macquarie University, Maria Kangas, says the two most common mental health disorders affecting Australians and people around the world are depression and anxiety. With depression, the warning signs is no longer finding pleasure in activities people have previously enjoyed doing, including their hobbies, no longer looking forward to socialising with people. Although in the era of COVID, that has become a little bit difficult as well because of restrictions. Noticing changes in sleep patterns, in concentration, finding oneself more irritable, more upset, more defensive, more sensitive to comments by others maybe easily teary. There can be a whole constellation of symptoms and it doesn't mean you have to have all of them. Dr Kangas says a common behavioural response, such as withdrawing, can happen both for depression and anxiety. With anxiety, it's fear-related. It is fear of how people are going to look upon them if it's social anxiety, fear of being negatively evaluated or criticised by others, fearful of what people will think of them. That's for social. With generalised anxiety, it's fearing catastrophes, of future things going wrong, fearing about things going wrong with the family, with their jobs, with the world. But it's an exaggerated fear. It's heightened. It's far bigger than what, say, an average person is fearful about. She says many people are fearful of COVID, but it doesn't mean all of those people have or are likely to have a mental health disorder. But it depends on how people cope with these fears over time. Dr Kangas explains that with both depression and anxiety, a person can be easily irritable and have anger management issues, which can lead to further issues for that person. You can have irritability both for depression and anxiety, then can have the impulse control disorders where people are struggling with anger management issues. And that then leads to relationship problems both in the home, interpersonally, socially and in the workplace, and then in the broader community. And that becomes problematic because people find themselves in big trouble and it could escalate to legal problems as well as threat of losing jobs if you really are quite aggressive. An impulse control disorder is a condition in which a person has trouble controlling emotions or behaviours. Those behaviours may violate the rights of others or conflict with societal norms and the law. Dr Kangas says impulse control disorders can also manifest in addictive disorders such as gambling, alcohol and other addictions. She says often people close to a person struggling with their mental health fail to notice the warning signs. It's a build-up and that's when people can really explode. And sometimes um, people's partners or family members or relatives may think, where has that come from? Not recognising that this person hasn't been coping for quite some time. It's a build-up of tension. And then that's it, someone just loses it. So it's not out of the blue, it's a build-up of factors. Harry Minnis has worked in clinical psychiatry for many years and is the head of the Global and Cultural Mental Health Unit at the University of Melbourne. He says if you see such changes in someone, you should not ignore them. 
Those who are most likely to notice those changes is those who are closest to the persons. They should pay closer attention, but also engage with the person and ask them to talk about what's happening. It's also very important to create a situation where the person feels comfortable to actually talk about what's happening to them and to feel that they're not going to be either judged harshly or ridiculed or in some other way what they're experiencing is dismissed. Professor Minnis was also an advisor to the Commonwealth on refugees and asylum seekers issues for many years. He says many people from multicultural communities may not seek timely help due to a lack of awareness around mental illnesses and the stigma attached to them. Even if it's very clear to everybody that somebody has a mental illness, those people may be kind of kept at home. Families might reduce their contact with their community because they're ashamed and they might actually resist seeking professional help for the person with a mental illness. If for some reason you don't wish to speak to your GP, there are multiple helplines available, such as Beyond Blue. Its lead clinical advisor, Dr Grant Blaschke, says people can take an online quiz on Beyond Blue's website to assess whether they need help with their mental health. The K10 quiz asks a person 10 questions and immediately gives feedback about the symptoms. Often if you just have a mild result or or your result comes back in the average range, there might be nothing to do, but we're also always encouraging people to look after their mental health especially during this COVID pandemic time. So keep up regular exercise, make sure that you're keeping up a bit of routine at home, getting enough sleep, not having too much alcohol. But if you have received a moderate result, you should call Beyond Blue Helpline. And in case of a severe result, Dr Blaschke says you should see your GP. In many countries, the family doctor, the GP, is not someone you would naturally think of as a good point of contact for a mental health issue. A lot of cultures think, oh, GPs just for blood pressure, physical problems. But in Australia, our GPs are quite an important part of our mental health workforce. And in fact, they can undertake what's called a GP mental health plan. With this, it means that you get Medicare funding to see a specialist psychologist. Embrace Multicultural Mental Health focuses on mental health and suicide prevention in culturally and linguistically diverse communities in Australia. Ruth Duss, who is the project manager for the Embrace Project at Mental Health Australia, says the project provides a national platform for Australian mental health services and multicultural communities to access resources and services in a culturally appropriate manner. On our website, we have multilingual fact sheets which provide information in lots of different languages about different mental health issues and different mental health problems, but also information about where you can go to get some help. We also have some videos there from people with lived experience talking about their own stories of mental illness and what it's been like for them. Listeners seeking support with mental health can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224 this was an SBS radio podcast. For more settlement guide stories, visit sbs.com.au/radio.